Hello, everybody. I'm Manny Gomez. And I'm CT. Welcome to the show. Before we kick things off, I wanted to take a minute to thank you for tuning into our very first episode. In this podcast, we're going to be commenting on the week in baseball, and we're going to engage in a debate about who we feel is the greatest of all time, in this case, the greatest hitter of all time. We'll also take a closer look at some of the things about baseball that we don't quite have a full grasp on, like does the overshift work? And why are pitchers throwing harder than ever before? And we'll even attempt to tackle confusing statistics like war or FIP or BABIP. We'll conduct interviews with people involved in the game, coaches, journalists, and if we're lucky, with with your support, players. In short, we created this podcast because we love the game. And if you're listening to us right now, then you love the game too. So I hope you stick around and join us on this journey into the show. With that out of the way, let's play ball. All right, CT. So tomorrow's opening day. How you feeling? Man, I feel amazing. Yo. Finally, all the the long wait is over. Yeah, man. Feels like years since the playoffs ended. Seriously, like, <laughs> do you remember that? I mean, that play that playoff was insane, man. I just remember we're on the on a group chat with with uh, with a bunch of guys, and I just remember being attached to that thing like it was my like it was my lifeline like just you know what's happening at every given second um it was one of the most exciting playoffs that that i had seen in a in a really long time made me excited about baseball again yeah i just remember every single game it was somebody jacking a home run to tie it up or like to take the the go-ahead lead like it's just crazy man like the home run is back you know yep yep so let's jump right in all right. Um, this week, we're going to talk about uh, this so-called, quote unquote, off, uh, cold offseason and which teams we feel improve the most. Um, we're going to talk about the new pace of play rules and does it fix baseball's fun problem. And then we're also we also wanted to touch on uh, teams experimenting with their pitching rotations. Um, so let's start off with the first topic. What do you think? Who do you think is the team that improved the most? Which move this offseason do you think is going to improve a team the most? Oh, man. It's, 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 I'm just going to go with the obvious Stanton going to the Yankees because just because he won the MVP and because the Yankees are, you know, they're, they're pretty much stacked with the, with the lineup already. So I think the obvious is Stanton, but you also got to take a look at J.D. Martinez at the Red Sox because, like, he's – Another home run jacker, which, you know, Red Sox didn't, they were like, what, like second to last in home runs last year. Mm-hmm. So I, it's tough to say, man. I, I can tell you that the Brewers did the most, definitely. But yeah, I, I mean, I mean, um, th- th- people kept saying that this, this hot stove season was cold, but a lot of stuff happened. And um, it's funny that you, you said Stanton was the one that's going to improve. Uh, a team the most that's that was the most surprising move I think that would have been my answer uh probably a week ago or or at the time that it happened for sure um but since then I've read a couple of articles and and just learning more about the JD uh, about JD Martinez I think he's gonna make a strong impact for Boston and and I think that um he, t- he takes them up another level and I actually I actually feel like he that move was more important to Boston 
than Stanton might be to the Yankees. For some reason, I have a feeling that Stanton is not going to be able to handle uh, Broadway. Oh, man. Uh, <clears throat> I think Stanton's going to be <clears> – I think he's going to be all right because I feel like he only doesn't perform when he misses games, you know? I mm. feel like as, as long as he gets his at-bats, he's going he's gonna to do work. Like, let alone he did that on – a crappy lineup last year. Like, I think it's just proven that in baseball, when you have like good players surrounding you in the lineup, you're going to get better pitches to hit. Uh, you know, the pitches aren't going to mess around. They're not going to try to pitch around you because mm-hmm. they don't want to put you on for one of those other guys to drive you in. So I, I feel like it only makes sense that he does at least well enough. Like not, I'm not going to say he's going to have another MVP type of season. I don't think, you know, I just don't see two guys on the same team jacking 50 home runs. I'm, I could be wrong, but, you know, I'm talking I'm talking Stanton and Judge. But <clears throat> I think that he's going to get a lot of better pitches, like, thrown at him than he was in, at the Marlins. Yankee Stadium is smaller. You know, I don't I, – I feel like he'll be all right. I feel like he's going to do good. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that. I think hitting a home run in Miami in terms of ballpark size is definitely harder than it is in Yankee Stadium. Um, so in, in that sense, yeah, I, I could see him potentially hitting more home runs. What I'm more concerned about is that playing in Miami is, is much different than it is playing in New York. I think that if he has a slow start, uh, if he starts off April really slow, the fans of New York can be, can be tough. Being a Yankee fan, I can attest to that. Um, and I wonder if he's going to be able to handle that because I think in Miami he was he was he was the Miami Marlins. I don't think he had that much pressure on his shoulders. Um, whereas in New York, he's you know he's going to have to perform to the level that he did in Miami, if not better, because the fans in New York are going to let him hear it if he uh, if he underperforms. So so to me, what, what would be underperforming for Stanton? Because I because uh, I was having a conversation the other day. Uh, talking about his batting average going up but i feel like it's gonna go down mm. so what so would that be underperforming for you if he ends up batting like 240 250 opposed from like he's a 268 career hitter so what would be what would be underperforming for Stan for you so i don't i don't really look at batting average to be honest with you um i look at the the stat that for me uh, reflects a player's performance better than any other stat. And this is just my opinion is OPS. Um, it measures his on base percentage. How often does he get on base and his slugging percentage? Um, what, what, how does he hit for power? And, um, his career OPS is 914. So, um, he gets on base at a 36% clip, which is good. It's decent. Um, for a power hitter, I'd like to see that number go up, but he has a 554 slugging, which is incredible. Um, yeah. So he is he is a home run threat. Um, so as as far as his batting average is concerned, um, yeah, for a guy of his stature to have to bat 240 in a season or 265 or 249, that you know you don't expect to see that. But I think his job is to jack homers, and if he does that in New York, no matter what his batting average is. I think he'll be fine. All right, man. So give me a ball, give me a ballpark. How many homers do you think he's gonna jack? Like, well, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. Give me, give me, give me. Don't don't feel like you're about to jinx the Yankees, but I'm I'm gonna go. He's gonna go forty five around the forty five mark right there. Um, j- just because 
He hit 59 in Miami last year. I'm going to say he'll go 50 plus. 50 plus. I'm going to go. I'm going to say 51. That's my number. Ooh. I don't know about that, man. It's a random ass number, but it's 51. 59 could could easily be the outlier in his. I mean, he missed a lot of time in certain years that he he was able to jack like 20, like 25 plus. Yeah. I think. All right. So I'm looking at his numbers right now. He jacked 37. That was the most before 59. So, I mean, what? He's probably 27. He's entering his prime. He's entering his prime right now. And, um, yeah, I mean, last year was what well, he basically played a, co- a complete season. Um, if he stays healthy, I don't see why he shouldn't. I mean, the, that the guy is a he's like a, he's a machine. The guy's all muscle. Um, he has the power. He should be able to. If he did it in Miami, I don't see why he can't do it in New York. Um, especially given this whole revolution in, in hitting with the with the launch angle and everything, the guy's built for it. I don't see why he shouldn't. If he's healthy, I don't see why he shouldn't hit 50-plus in New York. I'm also a Yankee fan, so that's also hopeful thinking. Or you know, man, let's just let's – just, let's just, let, I'm going to ignore that you just said that. <clears throat> <laughs> but, I mean, like I said, I think that J.D. Martinez signing in hindsight, um, knowing, learning more about J.D. Martinez now after he was released from Houston – He's posted a 574 slugging percentage. Um, that's second only to Mike Trout's 579. I, I had no idea. I always I, I always thought that that JD Martinez was was some sort of pretender. I was always waiting for him to to fall apart. But I mean, he's been putting up these numbers now for three four years. So I think he's the real deal. Um, and by the way, that those statistics I got from an article on Sports Illustrated. Uh, by Tom Berducci. It's called Countdown to Liftoff. You, uh, mm. If you guys haven't read it, you guys should read that. Um, it's very informative, and it's completely changed my mind on the J.D. Martinez signing. I'm actually afraid of Boston. I'm not going to lie. I thought Boston... Uh, you know what? I shouldn't go there, but I'm going to. Fuck it. Here, um, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I thought Boston's inability to hit for power last year and still win the division was very fluky and I felt like if they did that again this year that the Yankees were going to take the division by like easily but um with the JD Martinez signing I think it makes things a lot closer and now I'm not so sure which team is better you know Manny I'm going to take this opportunity and drop the first uh curse word on this podcast so uh (laughs) you know you're fucking right the Red Sox are coming man all right (laughs) look I kept saying, I feel like I've said this a million times. Uh, they, they A lot of guys on that lineup had a down season last year, right? And yeah. I really don't think that's going to happen two years in a row, man. I think you're going to see everyone's power numbers go up. The only thing that I hope stays together is the bullpen. If our bullpen performs like last year, I really don't see how the hell we don't win the division. Because, like, I I just, I feel like we are, we were, I mean, the, the problem is that I'm not even, like, thinking of divisions anymore. I'm just trying to think, like, how the hell they don't get eliminated in the first round again. Like, hmm. I hope J.D. I hope JD Martinez is the is the difference maker in that. But, yeah, he's a beast, man. I honestly don't know who did improve better, but I'm, I, just say, I only say the Yankees because they made it, quote, like, you could say they made it further last year, and they added last year's MVP for the National League. So that's, that's why I went with the Yankees. But yeah. – um, 
But yeah. I still think the Red Sox. I still think the Red Sox are going to take the division. <laughs> yeah, I mean, JD Martinez is bad. It's going to improve everybody around him. And and like you said, a lot of the hitters had down years last year. Um, if everybody performs to the back of their baseball cards, then you know you guys are in good shape. Um, but I don't want to make this a Yankees Boston thing because we could do this for a long time. So yeah, I'm going to change the yeah, subject really quick. <laughs> Otani, is he the real deal or not? Uh, I think as a pitcher, we're gonna see a lot of strikeouts. Like he's gonna, he's gonna K a lot of people. But I don't see him being a hitter to even at the end of this season. I don't think he's gonna be in the lineup anymore consistently. They'll they'll put him in there maybe like when he obviously he'll bat when they go interleague and they play away to a national league team. But I don't see Otani like transitioning into a hitter. I don't understand. And I don't understand why in spring training they only threw, uh, they only put him out there for two point two innings. He did not complete a third inning in spring training. Is that what I said before? Or did I say minor leagues? Uh, spring training. <laughs> oh, no, spring, spring training. training. He did not yeah. complete a third inning, and they're gonna they're gonna throw him out there on Sunday to start a baseball game. Um, you know, which in my opinion, I don't care how how early it is in the season. Each game is important. A win is a win. So why would you take that kind of risk? I mean, why not start this guy in the minor leagues? I think that's it. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what goes on in those clubhouses, but the only uh, the only reason I feel like they didn't roll him out there more was because he was getting smacked around. He gave up eight runs in those two and a half innings. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to save his like his confidence. Maybe they want maybe they maybe they told him don't go ham. I don't even know if Japan has a spring training, if they even do that kind of stuff over there. Mm-hmm. But maybe they were telling him to hold back a little bit and then they realized it's better to let him just, you know, let loose on his real actual first start. But I don't know why they they're they didn't roll him out there more. I don't know why they didn't don't send him to the minor leagues. I don't know. Maybe he's not ready. He, you think you think there's a chance he ends up in the minor leagues if he doesn't perform, or you think he'll just they'll just keep giving him chances? I mean, I think if they're making this move now to to boost his ego, so to speak, or to not to not crush him um, in terms of how he feels, then they're not going to be able to send him to the minor leagues ever. Because if if they start him off up here and he struggles and they send him down, that's going to be a real you know kick in the nuts. Um, pun. Um, <laughs> so in the nuts. yeah, right. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I I'm not gonna lie. I wanted him. I wanted the Yankees to sign him, but from what I've seen in spring training, and, and spring training is what it is. It's not. It's not. You know, they're not playing at their full ability. Um, I'd be a little nervous if I was the Angels right now. And I maybe I'd consider making him just a full-time pitcher and having him not focus on hitting at all. Um, he's an American League pitcher. He's not going to face the National League all that much. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a believer. I think at this point right now, I see him being a bust. You know what's you know what's interesting? I just realized. I just thought of this right now. Mm-hmm. In Jap- you know how you know how the whole launch angle thing, uppercut swings, kind of taken over. Obviously, um, do you know if that's the case in Japan at all? I have no idea, to be honest with you. Because I don't feel like any of those guys take that approach when they're up to bat. 
So that's that's why I feel like he's gonna strike out a lot of people because he throws like what like ninety eight like ninety eight plus mm-hmm. he throws hard. He has you know all those guys from Japan have those off speed pitches and everything, but he's about to face like the best hitters in the world. Exactly. And it, he's coming he's coming into the major leagues at a time when home run numbers are like increasing mm-hmm. <laughs> so, at a crazy rate too. It's not even like you're. Yeah, you know, so, like the whole league, they broke the record in home runs hit by the league by hundreds of home runs. It wasn't like by 10 or 15, hundreds. Yeah, so I that's why I feel like he's going to be you know you know how last year Tanaka was kind of like he he was getting outs, but he was also leading the league like in home runs given up. Yeah. I I feel like he's going to be kind of like that. I feel like we're going to see like an Aaron Judge type of player, all mm. these strikeouts, and then you're also going to see all these like other good numbers like uh, I mean, uh, you're going to see his strikeout numbers up. I said judge, so I was thinking like strikeouts in a bad way, but yeah, yeah, you're, you're going to see you're going to see his these random numbers that Cy Young pitches usually have, but you're also going to see his ERA is going to be up. Like I don't know, yeah, it'll yeah. be interesting. Yeah, I yeah, I think it's it's going to definitely going to be interesting to see how he performs, given especially that they were calling this guy the Japanese Babe Ruth. I mean, he has big shoes to fill if if that's what they're going to compare him to, but um. I don't know. So far, I don't he, see it. Again, spring training is 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 what it is, um, and maybe he was just testing some different things out. Maybe he wasn't, you know, giving it his all his all yet. But if 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 he was, and this is who he is, then then I don't know what all the fuss was about. You know, s- spring training. When it comes to like a veteran, I look at spring training kind of like, oh, they're just showing up. They want to get their work in. They want to mm-hmm. maybe try something new, whatever. But when I f- I feel like when they're when these new rookies or prospects are in the, like, did you see what this guy from the Braves did? Like, he dominated. I felt like he had to. Not that he had to dominate, but guys that are like in that position, they they do go extra hard because they're trying to prove something. Right. So I don't know what Otani. Like, I personally don't. See, Unless he was advised, because I think he has like some issues already with his arm, or he might require surgery t- sometime soon. I don't know, but maybe they did tell him to hold back. But I hope he wasn't holding back, like on his account. You know, like yeah. I hope he wasn't trying to like squeak by, knowing that he already has a starting position. Because this, this, what happened in the spring chain did not help his cause. Like all this pressure that he's gonna have. Like so, yeah. You know, I just. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I hope he's. I hope he's. I hope he is what they say he is. By the way, like I really do hope baseball gets a guy that pitches like that and can hit oh, the way yeah. he's supposed to hit. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I hope. I hope he is that. That would be awesome. By the way, I mean, you know, who would have ever thought that we were going to see a guy who can pitch and hit at the same time? But I don't know the way the game is going now. The way um, analytics is taking over and. You know, a pitcher doesn't go more than five innings and hitters get all these days off with rest. I just I just don't see how they're going to make it work. Um, and I don't see how a guy can work on his hitting and on his pitching at the same time, because this game is constantly evolving at a really fast pace. And, um, you know, I, I just I don't know. I, I hope he does what he what he's been built that he's going to do. Um but right now, I'm not a believer. Um, but let's move on to the next topic: um, pace of play. This off season, mm-hmm. um, the league decided to Im- implement in the minor leagues a rule in which, in extra innings, a runner is going to start in second base. Um, how do you feel about that? 
they it's uh so I feel like they can do whatever the hell they want to do in the minors, but that second base extra innings runner, that that shit better never get to the major leagues. I'll be super pissed if they ever put that in the major leagues. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that it seems like when things hit the minor leagues, that means that it's making its way up. And I agree. Like, I, I agree that the game does have a fun problem. Like Bryce Hyper, Bryce Harper wants to hyper. You hear that? Uh, I'm like a. <laughs> A campesino. Um, <laughs> um, Bryce Harper was taking uh, taking up the, the 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 charge of making baseball fun again, um, because baseball does have a fun problem. The games are pretty long. There's a lot of downtime in baseball. Um, for guys like us, we love baseball. But for your your common fan, you hear a lot of people say it's too boring. Um, this rule however turns it into a joke kind of why would you put somebody in second base and how does that even work do you just pick some guy out of the bench or does it you is, know- this, it, it, is this like is this like uh I, I feel like this will be like a, a little league high school rule like oh the last batter out goes out there and yeah runs it's so it's That's so stupid yeah i think it's dumb and um yeah i mean i, I think that sometimes baseball can be very uh, like like pure a little too into the history and traditions and yeah some things need to be shaken up but this is a little too this is a little too far you know what I mean um, this yeah yep 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 yeah um, the other thing was that in the majors they're implementing a mound visit rule in which a team can only have six mound visits meaning if the catcher goes up to the pitcher or uh the manager or the pitching coach goes out to the pitcher they're only allowed to do that six times and in extra innings they give them another uh one visit per inning um however this rule exists but if somebody breaks the rule do you know what happens <laughs> nothing. nothing absolutely nothing so what's the point so i've seen this rule already like on MLB MLB Network or ESPN. I've seen it about three times, and every time I see it, I feel like I get a little bit more confused. Mm-hmm. Is isn't there like a little loophole where the catcher walks like halfway and it doesn't count or something? Um, I don't. I think that I I haven't heard that to be honest with you. But what I did hear was that you get six per game, but if for some reason the umpire can allow you to go more than that, so. It's kind of like that that rule that they implemented, um, I think it was a couple years ago or last year, where a batter can't step out of the batter's box once once uh, the oh, pitcher yeah. throws the, the pitch. I, I see them do it all the time, and nobody's, you know, they still don't call uh, any penalties on that. Um, every once in a while, you might see the, the umpire get a little pissed off and allow the pitcher to throw the pitch for a strike. But more often than not, these guys are stepping out of the box and nobody's saying anything. So I just don't understand. I, I mean, I, I get it. Pace of play. The games take too long. The games are getting longer. I don't think that the mound visits are the problem. I don't think that uh, extra innings are the problem. You know, I think that we just need to let the game be what it is. And and if we are going to have rules, we need to implement them. And And yeah, so... I don't know. I think these rules are if you're not going to if you're not going to enforce a rule with penalties or something, then don't have it at all. And the whole second base thing is a joke. Just don't even bother. Yeah. And I think and I think before when 
you, you got a guy like Bryce Harper saying like, let's make baseball fun. I mean, I feel like he, he, what he means is like, make this like the way a stickball game is like, you got a guy, he's probably talking trash to the pitcher while he's up to bat. I feel like that'd be pretty cool. As long as there's nothing like super offensive, but right. you know, you, you got, you got a guy staring at his home run. Like, I feel like that's pretty cool, but I also think they should chill out if if the pitcher decides to peg him like below the below the belt. I, I feel like that should be allowed, you know. Like no one should be aiming at each at someone's head. By the way, that's not what I'm saying, yeah. but I feel like that's what he means by let's make baseball fun again. Like let let the players kind of do something that steps a little bit outside of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, like let let them gloat a little bit. Yeah, let them have like let them have their moment. You know, because. Dude, the, the craziest the craziest moment that I have one of the craziest moments that still gives me chills if I see it. Like I, I still go back to watch it time to time is that Jose Batista home run in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Like that was in, that was insane. And the bat flip made it that little bit extra, you know, craziness that will forever give me like that the, the that chill, like that chill feeling, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's like I said before, the whole thing, the whole the whole thing about the game being being so stuck in in tradition and in these unwritten rules i think it hurts the game i think yeah let players be players let them have fun i mean i feel like i'm giving the red sox a little bit too much credit but but part of the reason why um their teams were so successful i feel like um after that dreadful series in 2004 um (laughs) is because they were they were fun you know they grew the beards they you know, they joked with each other. You could see that they all got along with each other. And then now let me let me hype up my team. And then last year with the Yankees, it seemed like they were having fun with each other too. Just let the players be players. And and that's it. I mean you know if anything if anything, they the people I think people find baseball boring just because there's hundred and sixty games. That like too. It's, yeah. I, I don't know I don't know if I'd ever be on board with them cutting a season short. But it seems like that's always the first thing you hear. It's like Oh, why do players take certain, uh, you know, PEDs? It's because it, the the length of a season, is, the grind is just too insane. I'm like, all right, well, maybe they should shorten the season, but numbers will be off. You know, like you won't you won't you you won't see those historic numbers again. Right. But you'll probably you'll probably see a random historic batting average, right? Right. In the 400s, yeah, you, you know, you never you know. See but, a 400 batting average, yeah. But bottom line, yep, that runner on second, total BS. Don't ever make it to the yeah, majors, right. please. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and while we're on experimentation, the other thing that's happening this season is um, Kevin Cash of the Tampa Bay Rays said that he's planning on using a four-man rotation um, and giving the fifth day to his bullpen, making it a bullpen day. Um, I foresee this as a complete disaster. Um, what's going to happen if the if the fourth man on the rotation, the starter, blows up and you need to use your bullpen starting inning one, what's going to happen on the fifth day? Who do you have ready to go? So, so Manny, you break it down for me real quick. On the fifth day, it's going to be pure bullpen? According to – I read an article somewhere. I could pull it up, but it's going to take me too long. Um, I trust you. Yeah, man. trust me. Um, Kevin Cash <laughs> wants to go to a four-man rotation – and then on the fifth day, instead of having a fifth starter, he's using he's gonna make that a bullpen day. He's gonna use his bullpen to get through the lineup. Oh man, that is such a dumb idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, man, they they get the 
They get that. Yeah, that's it. They get that from the crowd. There's nothing to say, right? Like, it's, yeah, like I don't. It's like it's almost ahead, like it's like I don't know. Like in basketball, you get it when a team tanks. One player is going to make a difference, but what? Like this is just tanking for for what? Just to to I don't know. Is he trying to lose his job? I don't understand. I don't. I don't. I don't get what's going on. Um, first, first of all, first of all, they're gonna. What the, what's gonna happen is they're gonna stump. They're gonna realize how dumb of an idea it is. They're gonna stumble across a guy in that bullpen that can go like five innings, which is all you need these days, obviously. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if you have a good bullpen, but they're gonna end up rolling that guy. I mean, aren't one of those guys gonna have to go the distance anyways? Do they really expect to have a game where they're not gonna have to, like, I'm not even gonna mention extra innings game, but what if you have one of your guys? He's just getting crushed. Right. Can't make it out of. Can't make it out of the inning he was supposed to execute and make it out of. And then now you're everyone else is gonna have to you know pick up the slack, and now you don't have a bullpen for the your ace exactly, the next right. day. Like, so like, then the Chris is gonna have to go nine innings each time and blow his arm out. You know what I mean? And he's on my fantasy team, and I can't allow that to happen. Good pickup. Good yeah, pickup. Thanks. Um, the other thing was the Angels are gonna move to a six man rotation, I guess, to accommodate Otani's uh, pitching schedule. Um, I kind of like this idea. Um, it's hard to build a rotation of six of six decent pitchers, but I believe that in Japan they use the six man rotation, and a pitcher is assigned a day. Um, they build in one day off a week, and so for example, if Otani pitches on Monday, he knows that he's going to pitch the following Monday. He doesn't pitch again until the following Monday. Um, I think pitchers are creatures of habit. They need time to rest their arms. Um, and I think this would help in that sense. Um, another thing, uh, the thing though, is that that is taking up a roster spot from somebody that could be sitting in the bench as a pinch runner or a utility man, or it could be taking a, a spot from a, a person that, that could be in the bullpen. Um, but I like the idea. Yeah, I, I guess I like it too. It's just that I, I feel like I, I would like them to go back to the days where like you would you would you try to make your pitcher pitch the game you want him to pitch. Like, mm-hmm. what if Otani gets set up against like the crappy or what? Let's say let's take it both ways. Like, what if he gets set up against that one lineup every week? That's gonna just it's the it's the better lineup. Like, or what if he gets set up against like the crappier lineups you know i don't Mm. know i i I don't like the whole he's definitely gonna pitch that day monday is his day like i'm not too on board with all that i kind of like things to kind of just go like if he's ready he's ready that day you know name him the start of the day of if he's not skip him a Mm. day i don't know but yeah you know that's just me yeah i mean we'll see how it all works out um one thing's for sure though this season is it's going to be cool. I can't wait for the season to start. I've been itching for baseball. Um, tomorrow's the day. Steven Shaz- I think t- Steven Shazberg's not young. Get get out of here. Um, <laughs> I'm predict I think I think Kershaw's going to have a for Kershaw it's a bounce back year even though he hasn't had a bad year yet, but for Kershaw it's going to be a bounce back year. I think he's going to go the distance this year without injury, 20 plus wins and he's going to He's gonna get a crazy ass contract next year. Um, that's what's gonna happen. 20, 20 wins, 20. man. Twenty. We do an over under. I'm going over twenty. Twenty wins. Ugh. Twenty wins. That's my prediction. 
<laughs> and the Yankees are gonna win over under. Oh wait, let's do this real quick. Yankees over under ninety. Uh, look, all right. Before we go into this <laughs> this, this dangerous road that we're about to enter, <laughs> let's just let's just assume that injuries aren't a factor. Like nobody's gonna get injured. You guys are gonna have your team from the beginning to mm-hmm. the end, all right? Besides, let, let's pretend Greg. I ah, know, fuck it. <laughs> as of now, as of now, Greg, Greg Bird is not on the team. I would say over ninety. Over ninety, good, good man, good man. How about the Red Sox? Over under ninety. Uh, over 92 games over the Yankees. All right. I did not expect to go down this road. Um, wait a minute. What did you just say? Hold on a second. Two games ahead of the Yankees? Over the Yankees. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, I'm taking it there. Right. You know what? Let, I'm going to end this right now because we're going to we're gonna get into a fight. Um, all right. You know what? <laughs> okay, we're gonna, get back on track. Yeah, we're going to cut this. Um Okay, let me get back. <laughs> let me get back into it. <clears throat> All right, so let's move on to the to something else real quick, and then we're gonna go on to our second segment, um, which is gonna be brief this this week. Since, um, well, you guys will see when we get there. But um, let's talk about real quick what teams are we looking forward to seeing this year, and what players are you looking forward to seeing this year. All right. Do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, All right. Give, give me, give me your AL team and give me your NL. All team. right. So I don't want. I don't want to go. You know what? Fuck this. I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing the Yankees. I know I'm a Yankee fan, and um, it's gonna sound biased, and maybe I am totally biased. But you know what? This is a podcast for baseball fans by baseball fans. <laughs> I'm a baseball fan, so. <laughs> so yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what the Yankees do this year. Um, last year they overperformed. Um, they surprised everybody, and now since we got to Game Seven of the ALCS, um, now the weight of the world is I feel like is on the Yankees' shoulders, and I want to see if they can handle that pressure. If they can handle the expectations, because if they don't, if they don't get to the World Series this year, for me, they they uh, they they tanked. Well, I'm not going to say they tanked; they underperformed. I think that my expectations for them this year is to make it to the World Series. I'm not going to say that they're going to win it. That's my hope. But with the the lineup that they have, there's not a single hole in that lineup. I mean, everybody is a threat, in my opinion, in that lineup. Um, and their pitching is underrated. I feel they have a great rotation. Um, their bullpen is unstoppable. We're, we're hitting on all cylinders. If everybody's healthy, I think the Yankees are going to be the team to beat. And I'm super excited to see that. It's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of confidence there, man. All right. Uh, on the American league team, I'm not going to say the Red Sox, just keep it a little different. (laughs) 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 no honestly though on a side note that's going to be an insane uh division just with those two teams alone but i'm gonna say i'm excited to see the angels man i want shohei otani to perform i want pools to get his numbers back up because i want to see mike trout in the playoffs and i think garrett richards is gonna dominate because i just feel like 
the Angels got to do something this year, man. They they gotta, you know, they have to be relevant for Mike Trout's yeah. legacy. Get Pujols back in the mix. Shahil Tani gotta gotta get some uh, some attention. He's already getting a lot of attention, but I want him to get some good attention. So I'm ex- I'm I'm excited to see the Angels this year. I hope they just come together and get work done. You know, that's my that's answer. A tough, that's a that's- tough division. That I mean, you got you got Houston, of course, who only got better with oh, that yeah, Derek yeah. Cole uh, acquisition. Is that the right word? And um, <laughs> you have Seattle, who has a, a really good lineup. Um, and if King Felix is uh, back to form, which he just got hurt again recently, um, they could be a threat. Uh, Oakland, you know, they always seem to come out of nowhere. And they've been they've been down the last few years. Who knows what Billy Bean has up his sleeves? Um, that's a tough yeah. division. That's ballsy. I give you credit for that, my friend. Again, I, I'm hoping they do something. But that is definitely the team I'm going to be looking at because I just feel like we we got to get Mike Trout to the playoffs. MLB, come on! Like, has he not been to the playoffs at all? I don't think wow. so. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta yeah. check. Wow, that's crazy. If he if he had if he has, they definitely didn't. Be, they definitely didn't make it out of the first round. I hope I'm right about um, this. I don't. Yeah, he did. He was 2014. He was in the postseason. Uh, they were eliminated in the ALDS, and he actually did not do good. Holy shit. He did really bad, actually. Let me see this. I want to see this real quick. Postseason. Here we go. 12 at-bats. One home run. Yeah. One series, though. You can't judge a player by one series. It's only three games. Uh, Let's get him back yeah, to I'd the I'd like playoffs. to see Trout. I'd like to All see right. Trout in the playoffs, too. Yeah. Yeah, give me your give me your NL team, and I'm I'm gonna give you the most random NL team. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, all right. Um, in all honesty, I think that the Mets. I'm going all New York. I don't know why. I think that the Mets are gonna be the most surprising team. I'm not gonna call them the biggest threat, but I see them uh, potentially sneaking by Washington, but at least taking uh, a, a wild card spot. I think that they made some moves this offseason that improves them i think that the that t- getting bruce back was big um getting that pitcher uh vargas i think his name is um was big uh i think the mets are going to surprise some people if cesped is a cesped is if matt harvey's back to form you have Syndergaard, you have the grom they have a pretty decent team i think they could cause some i think they could make some noise nice nice uh all right, I'm going to give you the most random team to look out for, man, this year that are going to play spoiler to your team. The, Hit me. the Philadelphia Phillies. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> they are not finishing in last place this year, Manny. All right? Mm. They're going to yo, they're going to they're going to knock down some doors because they got a lot of potential, man. I feel like Michael Franco is going to kind of break through this year. That's why I drafted him. Uh, they, just have, they have a lot of potential, man. Hoskins is gonna have uh his full season. You know, Arietta. They just picked up Arietta. Arietta. Aaron Nola is pretty nice. You know, I mean, I know he he didn't have the greatest season. He had a pretty nice season though. Uh, yeah. Jared Eikhoff kind of didn't finish off. You that think game. they're gonna make the playoffs, or you think they're just gonna be improved? 
No, I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs. Oh, shit. Is that what we were supposed to pick? Teams are going to make the playoffs? <laughs> no, no, no. It didn't have to be teams teams to pick. Just who oh, no. you, you know. I'm thinking, I'm thinking just the Phillies are going to be – they're going to uh, play spoiler to why the Mets aren't going to play make the playoffs. <laughs> mm, okay. That's All what right. I'm going with, man. All right. All right. I see that. Fine. Whatever. Cool. All right. Player. What player? Uh, American League player. Who's going to be the MVP this year? The MVP American League. Ah, man. Do you got one? Because I'm, I'm drawing. I'm, I have so many like names running through my brain right now. <laughs> I'm. Uh, for me, the easy pick has to be has to be Mike Trout. Um, mm. The guy has five tools, and he he just gets better and better every single year. Um, so I know it's kind of lame. I'm picking. I'm picking uh, the easiest guy you could ever think of probably in the American League, but I'm going to go Mike Trout. And I think that coming in second, this is going to be a shocker, possibly. I think Mike, I think uh, Manny Machado is going to be a close second to Mike Trout. I think he's going to have a big bounce back year because he has that big contract looming next year and he, he wants that money. Yeah. And he wants to come to New York. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I was I would have I want to pick Manny Machado, but you know, I don't want to be biased towards my fantasy team. But right. I do want to pick Manny Machado. I'm gonna lock that answer in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Machado. I feel like Machado's just gonna have a B season, man. I feel like I feel like the NL is gonna be easier to choose, doesn't it? An NL MVP? Yeah, probably. Well, all right. So who do you think in the NL? Harper. For the same reason. Harper. <laughs> no, get out of here. Yeah, man. Harper. Yeah, he was dominating last season. Like, I really think, barring injury, he might have won it. I mean, he just last – I feel like he has he's, – he's still playing. Like, he has something to prove. Like, no one, no one is putting Bryce Harper in Mike Trout's conversation. I know they don't compare. Mike Trout's a better player. But Bryce Harper wants to be that guy. Like, he's going to have to go above and beyond. Like, those numbers are going to be insane this year, I think. Yeah, I guess so. I think Mike Trout and Bryce Harper kind of remind me of the whole Jeter A-Rod fiasco. You know what I mean? Like Mike Trout is that, you know, all-American, says all the right things. Um, and then you have Bryce Harper who kind of garners a lot of attention and calls for a lot of attention. And he he's flashy and good-looking and all this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I could definitely see that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I shouldn't be surprised. He is MVP caliber. Um, but I don't know for me, I think it's going to be, and I don't know how this guy has not gotten an, uh, hasn't had an, uh, ha- an MVP award yet, but for me, it's Nolan Arenado. I mean, nice. He, he posts, amazing numbers especially his last two years maybe it's because he's in colorado i mean it's a hitter friendly park but 130 rbi or more each season uh 40 plus home runs except for last year he had 37 but the guy's a slugging machine um he gets on base at a pretty decent clip especially the last couple years i think nolan arenado is gonna he's gonna join the, the superstar club next year he's gonna be up there People are going to talk about Arenado like they talk about Trout and Harper. 
I don't know how he doesn't already get that. If he if he has another forty one thirty, then I I don't see how he doesn't get MVP. Like they just got to give it to these guys eventually. Like it's yeah, it's insane. Like I, he might he, he's probably the most consistent player right now as far as like I'm talking like at his age mm-hmm. in the club with all like you know you got guys like Harper Trout and everything. Trout's super consistent, but man, Arenado in there. And I'm I'm yeah, in, we're I'm, talking. I'm in the school of thought that I feel like infield is harder to man than the outfield, but I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying outfield isn't hard, yo. All right, <laughs> I just think mm-hmm. his third base hot corner right there, like that's just a more reason to give him the edge a little bit. I don't know. But. Yeah, with the whole launch angle thing now and hitters hitting the ball in the air, outfielders are starting to see more action. But yeah, I agree. The infield is more difficult and i was just looking up arenado's numbers and the guy's gotten a gold glove every single year he's been in the league every year gold glove third baseman well deserving uh yeah and he's been the silver slugger for three straight years an all-star for three straight years i mean this guy you know put your he's a put your head down you know blue collar bust his ass type player and i don't see how you know what he doesn't become the star of the league you know what Charlie Blackman and all you guys, let's get Arenado back into the postseason, please. He only had they only they only had that one uh, wild card game, which which I love by the way. I love the wild card game. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they they lost in that game to uh, Arizona, I think. Mm-hmm. So let's get him back into the playoffs. I'm with it. I'm with it. All right. So I think this is a good place to stop and move on to our next segment. But before we do that, we're gonna take a quick break. Um, literally. Just a quick, quick break. Um, and we're going to bounce back with our bracket All right. challenge. All right. Okay. So this is the section of the show where we like to take a few minutes and talk about baseball's quote, greatest of all time, end quote, but not really. And let me explain. We're going to pretty much limit it to players we grew up idolizing and that dominated the game offensively. The keyword is offensively, meaning no pitchers will be included and a player's defensive ability will not be taken into account. We're also going to take a step further and include players that are that either admitted to or were implicated with PEDs. We're basically going to overlook that whole factor and we know they cheated and we know it was wrong, but we feel that these guys need to be included in the conversation. And we won't use it against them either. Now, to make things a little more fair and even, we're going to eliminate players using a bracket system with all the PED users on one side and all the clean players on the other side. And just a heads up, we are going to exclude Barry Bonds out of the conversation automatically. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, we feel like there wouldn't be much of a debate in the end. Uh, because this is the internet, I feel the need to reiterate that we are only going to include players that we actually watched as fans. And also no pitchers. We know that guys like Ted Williams and Bob Gibson played and dominated. And we know Babe Ruth and his all and all his accolades. But this isn't that. This is our debate from our era for now. So relax. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, let's let's go. All right. So like we said, and I, yeah, I, I'm laughing because Barry Bonds, numbers are so cartoonish that if like. When we were discussing this whole thing, the guy yeah. would just like it, it was like there is no debate. Like Barry Bonds is the greatest of all time. That's it. Like you know what I mean? And and Babe Ruth too. Like it's a joke. So yeah. So bear with us. And yeah, we're fans. So we're gonna talk about players that we like. 
Fuck it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to do the clean players first? Or you want me to just start reading off the bracket side for the PED users? Um. All right. So yeah. So okay. On the clean side, are you ready? Do you have some sort of drum roll sound or something with you? Oh man, let's see here. Nothing. No suspense. Give me some sound. What do I got? Of course, I muted the screen. Uh, <laughs> let's see here, man. Give you the. Uh... All right. The one seed, <laughs> the machine, Albert Pujols. Yay. <laughs> Uh, and the second seed, we've decided it's the big hurt, Frank Thomas. With the third seed, Ken Griffey Jr., the sweetest swing I've ever seen in my entire life. That guy's a beautiful swing. Definitely. Uh, yep. The four seed goes to none other than Jim Tomei, uh, Paul Bunyan himself. Uh, the five seed goes to Edgar Martinez. The six seed goes to Miggy. Miguel Cabrera, the only player on this list on on either side who's currently still playing. Um, the seven seed will go to Chipper Jones, and the eight the eight seed is going to go to Vlad the Impaler, Vladimir Guerrero, Hall of Fame, Hall of Famer Vladimir Guerrero, by the way. And at the ten spot, we have the Wizard, the guy who only goes by one name. You know him as Ichiro Suzuki. <laughs> nice oh yeah did i get them all yeah okay <laughs> yeah you did the only thing you said miguel cabrera is the only one still playing we still got pujols in each row in the majors oh shit okay let me do that again <laughs> do you want to just kind of be like yeah hey, we're human like we fucked up <laughs> <laughs> yep we're human we fucked up <laughs> so, yeah, just to- i fucked up <laughs> yeah just to, just to repeat pujols i think each row just got on a team again and Miguel Cabrera are the only three players that are still yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're Here all on the top side, by the way. So don't take steroids. All right. <laughs> For all my dirty people out there, we're about to delve into the dirty list. Here we go. Uh, all right. This was super hard to rank because these guys put up ridiculous numbers. But starting off at number one, it's Manny being Manny, Manny Ramirez, uh, crowd favorite. You know, mm-hmm. uh, number two, we got Alex Rodriguez, my favorite of all time. Uh, number three, we're going to we get we got in the number three seed. We got Mark Big Mac McGuire. <laughs> uh, number four seed. We got Jeff Bagwell. Number five seed. We got Big Poppy David Ortiz. I know a lot of people are pissed off at this, but, you know, he did test positive in one in one of those. uh reports sure did (laughs) love that guy uh number (laughs) (laughs) number 60 the guy that put dominican republic on the map sammy sosa mr pink himself (laughs) (laughs) that's not going to be an argument in this uh, bracket uh number seven seed we got gary the chef sheffield i don't know if that's his nickname it should be we'll take Uh, it number eight we got jason giambi the Giambino. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number nine, we got the guy that's he might make the list of players on an active roster this year, Rafael Palmero. Here we go. Jesus Christ. And to end the list, we got Hall of Fame inductee Mike Piazza. 
Yep. And just um, just to remind you guys, some of these guys have not tested positive for steroids, but they have been implicated one way or another. They've been accused or suspected of. It's been written about, reported on. So bear with us. We're just fans. We're not real journalists, quote unquote. Um, and we're doing this for the people. Yeah. The debate, <laughs> the debate needs to be had. All right. Exactly. This and is you get all, all you all you baseball fans suckling at the sport right now. You guys know you want to talk about these PED users, man. Yeah, for uh, real, man. Like they they were a big part of the game. Huge. They were. They were. I mean, the game was in the the game was in the dumps. We, they went on that strike, and the only thing that saved that game was that 1998 season that that uh, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa home run battle, and the the, the home run brought yeah. the game back. Yep. Uh, that being said, kids, don't take steroids. Don't take illegal drugs. Um, nice. All right. So so I just wanted to throw this out there. This bracket challenge that we're doing, um, we are going to dwindle it down until we get to the final matchup in which we're going to decide who the greatest of all time is. Um, will it be a steroid user or will it be a clean user? Um, you can find this list on our social media pages. Uh and we part of this podcast is that we want you guys to interact with us. So talk to us. Do you agree with our seeding? Do you think that we picked the wrong players? Who would you put on this list? This is an evolving list. We could change anything that, you know, needs to be changed. So yep. uh, would you like to add anything else? Uh, yeah, just be sure to look at our bracket when we put it up. And if you guys do think that we need to reseed, we will think about it, I guess, you know, or not. We put a lot of time into this, guys. So yeah, we did. It wasn't easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, man. That's all I have to say for now, man. And yeah. and again, Barry Bonds is not on the list for a reason. You know, trust me. Go go on Google and compare him to anybody else. I really, it's not, it's not close. So yeah, yeah, thanks, no, guys. yeah, it's true. All right. all right, so we're going to wait. Well, before we do this, how do you how do you feel about this show? How do you think it went? I think it went pretty good good all right i do too um we were kind of nervous uh we're not gonna lie it's the first time out here but i think the more we go the more we do this the better it's gonna be um but in my opinion we had a good first show um and i want to thank you guys again for listening but it's time to go so uh real quick. music ct <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before we sign off real quick, want to give credit to VM Varga for the music. Yes. Music by VM Varga. And so make sure you guys follow VM. That's V as in Victor M as in milk, I guess. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) VM Varga. All right. And another special shout out to the logo creator, uh, 314 feet on Instagram my f- fellow hermano <laughs> you sound ashamed <laughs> I just don't know how to plug him into this man to be yeah, honest <laughs> artwork by Luigi Gomez guys you can find the link on our website welcome to the show um, don't forget to subscribe to welcome to the show to this show we're available on Apple Podcasts and Google Play subscribe rate review it helps us to gain exposure and it is definitely going to boost my ego i don't know about yours but hell yeah um, i need some positive feedback um but yeah guys thank you for listening i think that's it 
All right. All right. Peace. See you guys.